are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to an October 15th Saturday emergency edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host for today and every day, Eric Garcia Gunderson, here for you. Uh, It's an immediate reaction type of podcast. We do these every so often. If you're new to the podcast where we give you uh, a quick take, a quick breakdown of what happens when news breaks and the news that broke today about uh, 30 minutes ago from the time that I started this recording is that the Blazers have whittled down their training camp roster and the first guy to go is the incumbent, the guy that some people thought maybe had the inside track just because he had been there for a year, but Luis Montero has been waived by the Trail Blazers and the Blazers training camp roster now stands at 17 players and Montero was on the Blazers last year. He had been with them for the whole season, made the team uh, after training camp in a summer league last year. They really uh, fell in love with his package of skills and his potential uh, with his long arms and the fact that he was 6'7", had a little bit of history playing the guard positions, had some natural ability shooting, but uh, ultimately, uh, as evidenced by this, you know, this move here to wave him before everybody else on the roster shows you that the Blazers unfortunately did not have time for um, Montero's skills to come to the surface and uh, be there consistently. I think uh, he was very much a project, definitely uh, the rawest player that I've seen on the Blazers in the time that I've covered them. Uh, And, it, it was a, a, a fun fit, I think, last year because the Blazers were a team very much free of expectations, very much, um, you know, they, they had they didn't have to worry about what people how people thought they were going to be because nobody thought that they were going to be good. And in that situation, when, you know, you're coming with a young team uh, you're trying to get minutes for a lot of guys. You're trying to find out who people are. And in that context, taking a gamble on a guy like Montero, who, you know, was six, seven, maybe had three and D wing potential, um, you know, really came in off the radar, completely played junior college basketball in New York, and then had to take the following season off due to, uh, some, issues with the athletic department at his old school and he was not even playing organized basketball uh the season before he came to the NBA and then makes the Blazers and and they kind of fall in love with the fact that he has really long arms I was there at his draft workout and I just remember uh guys on the Blazers staff kind of you know really wanting to talk to him because it seemed like they were very intrigued. And I, and I was intrigued when I walked in there. I mean, you look at this guy, super long arms. He, he just, you've never heard of him. So it, it was almost like, you know, kind of like the, the, the situations where, you know, like Bruno Caboclo from the 
uh, Raptors, the guy who was famously at the draft, according to Frank Fraschilla, two years away from being two years away. And I think that Montero um, very much fit that mold. And I guess it's just clear that by waving him, the Blazers just don't have time to wait. I think they want to find somebody in that 15th man spot that can help them, it seems like, because they're not just going to wait on uh, Montero to suddenly become good enough or consistent enough to become a contributor. So they wave him uh, today on Saturday, right before their uh, preseason game on Sunday against the Denver Nuggets. They were just on a road trip. They're home briefly before heading to Utah. And then I believe they're also heading to Golden State uh, on Friday. And so... Uh, the Blazer, this was the kind of the last time in terms of the schedule where they could wave a guy, um, and, uh, you know, but before they get back on the road, cause, um, you know, at least with Montero, you know, he's been here for the whole year. He, he's kind of, you know, you know, he, he's been in Portland. So to wave him on the road would be a little weird. So, uh, it, it, it's clear that the Blazers knew that just by waving him first, it's clear that they just did not want to wait for him and that they clearly um, did not think that he was ready to contribute yet. And, uh, yeah, best of luck to, to Luis Montero as he continues his journey. Um, I'm, I'm not sure not sure if we'll see him in the NBA anytime soon, uh, given uh, how raw he is. And the Blazers, uh, you know, did give him a chance to succeed. I think they were really intrigued. I think they, they wanted to give him uh, as much time as they possibly could because uh, – he was far from a finished product, far from a polished player, but uh, that's what happens when your team suddenly takes on expectations. Sometimes you're no longer able to, um, you know, give, give, you're no longer given the time anymore to try and unearth uh, potential in the way that they tried, that they were able to last year with Montero. You know, Montero really fit in with the crew that they had, like a very young crew of players last year. Noah Vonley, uh, who's still on the team, of course. Cliff Alexander, who was waived in the fall, in the summer during free agency to make room for Festus Azili. Uh, and th- they kind of had this young group of guys, but now it, it just seems like um, they-, they just can't wait for um, another project to kind of develop. I think they've got enough on their plate, you know, they got Vonley who, uh, has showed really positive things in the preseason, but it's still very much a project. Um, and I think what we've seen so far, you know, I think, I don't think this wraps it up for him, so to speak, but I do think that this is a really positive sign for Grant Jarrett, uh, because Grant Jarrett has had some big moments for the Blazers already in the preseason. Uh, hit a big shot against the Clippers the other night uh, in the preseason game to tie the game in the fourth quarter. He had a big game in his first game, uh, making a, a bunch of outside perimeter shots. He moves pretty well uh, on the perimeter as well. So uh, the fact that you know he can knock down shots, he has pretty good size, and he can move around a little bit. He's not... Um, you know, he's not a stretch four in the sense where, you know, I, I, I think I compared him kind of to Anthony Tolliver. And I think he's a little bit more mobile than Anthony Tolliver. So, you know, if you can add a player like that who can kind of be good in almost any context and 
almost gives you like an, uh, you know, an almost an opposite from the guys, not, not all the way a 180, but, uh, gives you a different strength as opposed to Harkless or Aminu who you can play at four, but Jarrett is just a more reliable shooter. So you get some more reliable spacing. I don't know how it would look defensively, but, um, you know, it'd be fun to see a, a Grant Jarrett Myers Leonard lineup. I don't think that that would be a particularly good defensive lineup or a rebounding lineup, but just offensively, the the idea of that lineup seems very intriguing. Greg Steamsma has gotten a lot of time. Um, if you look at the minutes, you know, you, you could say that he's in the cat, you know, in the catbird seat. But I just don't think that this team uh, is for him. Uh, I think they already are going to have a tough time throughout the season finding minutes for all their big men. And even in the freak scenario where all their big guys get hurt, you know, all their centers like Davis, Plumlee, Azili, Myers, Leonard, you know, I almost think it'd even be more beneficial for them to just go super small and just say, forget it. And, and, and try and, uh, you know, play with like Aminu at the five and, and Vonley at the five or something. Um, and, and just go that way and kind of go the other way. But, you know, uh, Maybe you still do need a, a fourth big man, although I don't, I don't. They have four already, so I don't know. Um, it's going to be hard for them to find time for a fifth. In addition to the fact that Vonley has looked good, and I don't think that you want to stunt his growth. But you know, the Blazers do kind of lack a veteran and Steamsma. Although um, you know, he he wasn't really he, he hasn't really not really synonymous a lot of with, with like you know veteran locker room leader guy maybe he can be a, a veteran presence for this team uh, and, and a sure thing maybe to help in the postseason defensively if you're worried about Azili's knees but I think that they're kind of using Steams more as a stopgap right now for the preseason than they are really considering adding him to the lineup I think this is all a good sign for Grant Jarrett we haven't seen much of Tim Quarterman I don't know what this means for him but um Obviously, his odds have improved based on just the math of there being one less guy on the roster. So, uh, yeah, the Blazers wave Luis Montero. The Blazers roster is down to 17 players. They have a preseason game on Sunday night against the Denver Nuggets. And we will talk to you soon uh, for another edition of Lockdown Blazers. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, anywhere you get a podcast. And please leave us a five-star review. And... We'll catch you later on with another edition of Block Number. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best selling LED light bulbs. Our four pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.